Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast. And you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. In 2005, I was the chief accounting officer for a startup company called NanoDynamics. Every month, the chairman of the board, who was the largest shareholder, would visit for an update. Considering that most of the products for NanoDynamics were at the research and development stage, we relied heavily on investor money, especially from our chairman. As time passed, and the timelines for our products continue to push out, there was a continued demand for cash from our chairman. These meetings soon began to become more and more contentious between him and our CEO. The CEO was always optimistic about the time frame for commercialization of the products for, that were in research and development. And I became disenchanted with him as I constantly needed to adjust my cash flow forecast, which left us dependent on raising money to fill the cash gap. Fortunately, our CEO is very successful at raising the tens of millions of dollars necessary to keep funding the deficit. Because research and development failed to commercialize, I became increasingly concerned with the forecasted cash deficit as I didn't feel the CEO was being realistic about expectations for the company's future revenue and cash flow. As a result, I I decided to put together a cash forecast to present to the chairman of the board without sharing the information with the CEO or the COO. They were completely blindsided when I explained how desperate the situation was and how we needed to make cuts immediately. I was being brutally honest in that meeting, and I knew that would please the chairman of the board, which it did. However, it made the CEO look bad and ultimately created a level of distrust which led to my being terminated at the company. Everything I said needed to be said, and everything I shared needed to be shared. However, I failed at delivering it properly. I was being brutally honest when I should have been respectfully candid. Had I been respectfully candid, I would have shared and said everything exactly how I did to the chairman of the board. The only difference would have been that I would have shared it with the CEO and COO first to ensure they would not be blindsided. I thought to be brutally honest was a strength of mine, but as I became more mindful of my actions, I realized that it was destructive in the end. It was all about me and my way of showing off in front of the others, which was very selfish and arrogant. Worst of all, I wasn't realizing the negative effects I was creating from my brutal honesty. These consequences included people not wanting to work with me, supervisors unwilling to share information with me for fear of how I will react, and, like in this example, termination. After many hard lessons and perhaps some maturing, 
I stopped focusing on myself and began focusing on improving the people around me. That transition allowed me to become respectfully candid. The ironic thing about being respectfully candid was that I found myself saying exactly what I used to say when being brutally honest. The only difference was I was saying them in the right company with the right tone of voice and for the right reasons to help improve the person I was offering the advice to. By doing it that way, the receiver of my respectful candor was grateful and my advice was not only accepted, but it was also acted upon. I built a level of trust in every relationship which made it easier and easier to share and communicate any topic that needed to be discussed. Having clear, open, safe communication is the key to success in business and in life. And that's why it's extremely important to always be respectfully candid. Now, so far, I've been making this point from the perspective of a person that is inherently brutally honest. However, from my experience, most people tend to be inherently conflict-averse. There's also a fine line between being conflict-averse and respectfully candid. And whatever camp you find yourself in, moving to being respectfully candid is necessary because, as Dave Ramsey says, being unclear is unkind. Being unclear about your message by either avoiding what you should be said, what should be said, if you're conflict averse, or saying it the wrong way, if you're brutally honest, is also very expensive because it will cost you time and money. So make the change to becoming respectfully candid today with all of your relationships. It's very easy to do. First, be certain that the information you are going to be offering is for the purpose of improving the individual, not yourself. Secondly, be sure you are saying it in a safe environment to avoid any potential embarrassment. And thirdly, offer your assistance and guidance along the way. Those are three simple steps. There is a fine line between being brutally honest and respectfully candid. And there's also a fine line between being conflict-averse and respectfully candid. Either way, if you follow this approach, those three easy steps, you will be making a significant and direct improvement in the lives of everyone around you while indirectly improving your own life because what you will discover is that the individuals who, are you be, who you are being respectfully candid to will be ever so grateful and will want to return the favor back to you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you truly make a positive impact in this world. So go be respectfully candid today. I hope you have a great day.
Okay. For all of you that uh, decided to keep listening after the ending credits, I am going to begin to do some freeform podcasting, uh, primarily because uh, I broke my toe. Uh, unfortunately, I broke my toe, and now I have more time. I, uh, I uh, ended up breaking my toe because of uh, overuse, uh, just kind of overuse injury from running. Apparently, I know that there is a fine line between brutal honesty and respectful candor, but I, I don't apparently still know that there's a fine line between uh, being healthy and just being outright stupid. <laughs> so uh, by being outright stupid, I wasn't listening to my body and and uh, realizing that I should stop running when I was feeling that pain, but I kept on going and kept on pounding for miles of running afterwards, and now I am paying for it. So I am home on Father's Day recording this and um, and so this is what you're going to get after the podcast a little free form it's almost like a Marvel movie if you stick around for the credits you get a little extra so that's what you're getting here um, and as I said uh, it's uh, also Father's Day um, I do want to bring up some some things that I've read or heard. Uh, for instance, uh, I did hear a podcast with Seth Godin, and uh, Seth Godin, uh, he's a very uh, famous speaker. He's uh, written, I don't know, countless books. He's got a marketing background, and uh, you may have, have heard of him before. He's, he's written uh, books like Purple Cow. Um, and uh, in his podcast, he, he always wears, a, somebody asked him a question about the two different socks he was wearing because he wears mismatched socks all the time. And he does that purposely as sort of a, a marketing technique uh, to be noticed, just like the book Purple Cow, where uh, in the book, basically, you could drive across the country and pass miles and miles of farmland with cows and just keep on going. But the moment you see a farm that has purple cows, you would stop, you would take pictures, you would put it on social media, it'd be all over the place. So he's always trying to do things that get noticed, just like uh, the socks. And in fact, there's a company out there called uh, something like Little Mismatch or something like that, where it, uh, it sells mits mismatched socks. Now, of course, uh, my son, well, not of course, but my son, he doesn't know Seth Godin, uh, but he does a great job at wearing mismatched socks. He's, he's an adult. Uh, <laughs> he's about my height. And uh, because of the fact that when he's home from college and he wears all these mismatched socks, many of which end up are mine that he begins to wear, that I, by default, end up with a bunch of mismatched socks myself. So, thank you for that, Anthony. I'm just like Seth Godin. Um, and Anthony, I, 
I, I have a son and two daughters and uh, today's Father's Day and they gave me a nice card and some nice gifts thanks guys they're all older now so they're all doing their own thing which is probably why I'm recording this along with the fact that I have my broken toe um, but um, I'm very thankful for my three children you guys are great um, I you know one of the other things that I I wanted to bring up was that I, I received an email this morning this is actually about a week ago uh, but I responded to it I read it today and responded to it today and uh, it was uh, it was uh, from a, uh, a woman who uh, who asked for my help gosh 15 years ago for her son her son back back about 15 16 years ago I was teaching at the University at Buffalo teaching basic accounting and uh, her son was in my class and apparently he got into some trouble and um, and needed some reference um, some uh, written references to prove that he is a good kid and he is just making some bad decisions at the time so that the judge would allow him to continue his schooling and, uh, and just just allow him to, to live his life and so um, his mom, who was uh, very determined into getting that help, uh, she uh, um, contacted me, and uh, I uh, wrote a reference for Jacob. Uh, after meeting Jacob, because I wanted to make sure that Jacob was serious about this, which he was, and so I wrote a reference. And um, now he is a successful lawyer, and in fact, his mom, Maribel, sent me this email with a, uh, a video link that showed that Jacob, who is a successful lawyer, is, is also spending some of his time and his skill at helping people that can't afford lawyers. So I, I couldn't be prouder with, with that outcome. And I'm so thankful that um, I get those updates once in a while. Um, you know, in fact, Jacob, once in a while, he'll, he'll keep in touch every once in a while and just say thank you. And I recall like three or four years after, maybe after he graduated from college, got his first job as a lawyer, uh, he called me and thanked me and asked me if there was anything he could do in return. And so I, I said two things, two things. The first was to pay it forward. That's when I'm helping I always want people to pay it forward because that's that's how we make a difference in this world. But the second thing was is that I always remembered the uh, dogged determination of his mom to to make it to make it happen. And I said, you know what? You you better you better thank your mom. You better always thank your mom, and you better always be there for her because she made a difference that day. And she always makes a difference. In fact, you know, today is Father's Day, but really every day is Mother's Day. We don't respect our moms enough. In fact, I should say hi to my mom. Hi, Mom. How are you? I love you. I, uh, I probably don't say that enough. We grew up in a family where we didn't really say I love you much. We, we all knew it. We all felt it. But we didn't say it. So it is kind of weird now. kind of gets kind of weird, i got to admit to say that to my family so it's easier so I'll just say it in a podcast it's all your fault mom 
that we don't say that to each other. So I, uh, I'll say I love you on a podcast. That's easier. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know if I'm going to share this. This is getting ridiculous. Anyways, I guess that's what I'm going to share. Stuff like this. Um, <laughs> if you don't like it, just stop after the credits and you don't have to listen to this. Uh, but um, that's kind of the idea. And uh, the other thing I want to say regarding Father's Day, which I am a little bit disappointed uh, about, is that uh, because of my broken foot, it breaks the annual tradition that I have with my best friend, Jeff. We would go and uh, we would play uh, some tennis and uh, go and have a drink after. And unfortunately, I can't do that, Jeff. I am sorry that I have to break tradition. The only good news, as Jeff had reminded me, is that uh, nobody gave Buffalo the memo, Buffalo, New York, that it is mid-June because it's 57 degrees outside and rainy. It's absolutely freezing out. It's ridiculous. So I guess that's the only positive. I just need to... uh, take the next four four to six weeks and relax and um, I'll be back in on that tennis court soon Jeff anyways that's all I got for today happy Father's Day to all you fathers and uh, again I hope you have a great day take care bye bye